0: He thinks he's cute, he knows he's sexy, he's got hot takes, but drives Rob wild, he's got the moves, he barely use them, he sends chills, up and down Chris's spine, he's just a sexy guff, sexy guff, he likes Bret Hart, Bret Hart, he's just a sexy guff, sexy guff, he is a real laugh, real laugh, hi guff. You right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd use uh, your least favourite wrestler to introduce you today.
1: <laughs> it's alright, because you've got Bret Hart in there.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, because, you know, the only reason Bret Hart ever got popular was being propped up by Shawn Michaels, but you know. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Fucking bait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> First of all, how have you been, Garth? How's How did the wrestling weekend treat you?
1: Alright, uh, I'm refreshed after my week off. Um... And
0: enjoy the wrestling. It was because I, uh, I remember you ended up joining. Um, I was watching Takeover Cardiff live, as you do, as you, as I I hope most people were doing in the UK. If they weren't watching Royal Quest, honestly, if you picked Royal Quest, it was a bit of a bad move because there was a bunch of fucking issues apparently, and also fucking ha There was like one great match and the rest of them were kind of eh.
1: Like I've not I haven't
0: heard anyone talking about it to be honest. Um the Suzuki Akada match was really good, but then again it's a, a Suzuki Akada match. <laughs> like Suzuki doesn't need to do much to get his shit over. Um the Kenta apparently someone almost died in a fucking Kenta Ishii match. Uh to be fair, it sounds like an Ishii match. Um but no, takeover with amazing. <laughs> like um that Walter very quickly that Walter bait match. I know you haven't seen it yet. I'm it. Yet. It's for, no. it's 40 minutes out your way, so it's like half an impact. But still, it's match of the year in my opinion. Like I, I was talking to you while I was on, and when the burning hammer happened, I was like, "Burning hammer!" And like I can only imagine it because like um, I was talking, I see you watching Tally, we uh, um, girlfriend or something. And I could just imagine I think burning hammer in like giant letters, and she <laughs> going, "Who's this fool?" What's going on? I was
1: probably in, a bit in bed because I was absolutely knackered. To
0: be fair, I was, in, I was watching it in bed because it's the comfiest thing in my room. But anyway, how was it all out, Gaf? Did you enjoy it?
1: I really enjoyed it. I, I see be booking the trend with everyone who think you were totally overwhelmed with it. I thought it was <laughs> a good, solid show. This... I don't think there was any match that were rated below a seven, was it?
0: Um, well, you didn't rate... Well, unless you count the buy-in, because I don't think we rated um, Angelico and Evans versus oh, yeah. Private I, I, Party T.O.I. I
1: really enjoyed the, the battle royale. That was really good.
0: That was really fun. Um, Mercedes Martinez turned up, which was excellent. Um, Pack versus Omega was good, but felt a bit underwhelming. But then again, I think with another build, no one will complain about a rematch. Um mm-hmm. The Jericho Hangman match was actually much better than I expected, and I thought the Young Bucks both Young Bucks died at several points during yeah, that match.
1: <laughs> and then LAX showing up at the end was just oh, uh, I
0: was waiting for you to see that. that. Um, All Out got his banned All Out
1: Sean's, Sean's, match was really good as well.
0: Was, I thought it was fine. We'll get we'll get into this later because All Out did get us briefly suspended from Twitter. Yes, because I saw several people. Uh, I, okay, let me just wait. I, it was one a.m. Also, I was no, I, I was a bit tired. And I saw these people calling Nyla Rose an it, which is dehumanizing. And when you dehumanize per- people, that's a mandate for murder. But dehumanizing Nyla Rose, and I'm just sort of like, nah, fuck you. So someone was like, and then, because Brian Zane called one of these people out, and he was like, oh, fucking, it's just free speech. And I'm like, well, <laughs> free uh, tell, calling you a cunt for being a cunt, is actually a great example of being of free speech, you cunt. And then he tried to, and then he censored us by fucking reporting us to Twitter. What is the Twitter? I guess he's just a fucking snowflake.
1: First official ban. I fuck.
0: <laughs> it's it's been how long since Rob gave me a new control of Twitter? Oh,
1: About what, what? Eight months. We've had
0: many a flame war. Um, <laughs> but um. Josh from the Irish Whip has called has called me out several times. Um apparently he's more Scottish than me. Um which is funny. And then no, it was just some fucking right wing snowflake, I guess. <laughs> Cause oh no yeah. he I called I called someone an it and he called me a cunt. To be fair, I'd rather be called a cunt than an it.
1: <laughs> it's just sort of uh they were just doing a free reaction.
0: I think, no, they didn't They didn't report us for a reaction.
1: No, they, I think they just made that initial um, comment for a reaction.
0: I, I think so, but I think when... Because the thing is, while they were swearing in my answer, it was quite a well-put-together thing. It's like, well, actually, me calling you a cunt is a great example of free speech, and he's like, oh, no, he's got me here. What am I going to do? I know, Twitter. Chris is being mean to me. <laughs>
1: I see they about these assholes.
0: I, I like, like literally, I, I, I'd, I'd have preferred to just argue with him. Because <laughs> sort of like he doesn't have a leg to stand on. He's a cunt. Yeah. but, you know what?
1: It... <laughs> Twitter just look at the C word and say right, yet yeah, you are banned.
0: You know what? So... You know I really, I. I, I really hope one, one day like you'll be listening to our podcast and make sure it's all edited well, and then I just come on, say cunt, 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 and then your kids hear it and just start repeating it. I really don't want that to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> they will do that. <laughs> no, I think I've... Me, me and my, I've had to make an agreement with my nieces where I'm like, okay, I might accidentally swear. If I accidentally swear in front of you and you tell me you'll never play my Switch again is that understood? <laughs> Because uh, I just say I just say a swear word instead of um, really. So no. well, anyway. <laughs> less swearing. ah, swearing, less swearing. Anyway, so what we here to talk about today, go Oh yes, my top ten. It's taken six minutes for me to engage with the premise of a podcast. Um, it's we're just talking about my top ten favorite wrestlers today, Gaff. Because you and Ro- you and Rob have done it. And Rob was bringing me- reference to it quite a lot during the No Mercy review. Which, by the way, did you even... Um, ad- do you have any thoughts on No Mercy 2002? <laughs>
1: um, honestly, I can't really remember much about it. At that time, I wasn't really watching much stuff. Um, I was too busy, mostly drunk, so...
0: In 2002, to be fair. Yes, I... Chal- sort of childhood. childhood. Child, childhood could be seen as intoxication, so I like, I could have been drunk to about time to
1: kinda honestly like obviously like the Katie Vick bullshit. Um...
0: Oh fucking I had to watch, I watched for roars leading up to it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I luckily we and didn't the, we didn't get the mannequin fucking.
1: Just the daft skits I mean they were alright, they were fine. Um Lesbian action.
0: Oh Oh the tag match was, like highlight. Oh, well, tag match was a highlight. Um, Three out of four of the people in that are actually on my list. All right. Let's get into it then. Yeah, let's get into it. So, um, First of all, quickly, I'll structure this. There's not really many current favourites on here. I mean, there's a few. There's definitely a fair number. But here's the thing. I've sort of went for people who have been important on my wrestling journey. Which is but, which is the most cunty thing I've ever said in my life, my yeah, wrestling but it's not journey.
1: Like we're not going, oh, this is the top ten best. No, wrestler. this
0: isn't like the top ten best wrestlers ever. Oh, definitely. Giver. Yeah, these are top ten. Like in the my development of my wrestling taste, these people have been very, very important.
1: Because like, I don't know your list, so you could have someone like Eugene in there, <laughs> because you might mention here.
0: So, um, I've been told not to include Tai Chi. Probably because they would give away who'd be number one. Um <laughs> and also no candy floss no Who else who else do I gimmick love? The uh, <laughs> Which yes, I I I yes, literally yes. Ju- I literally just said Dinas to hear your impression because 'cause it's been too long.
1: I'm
0: not doing it because I've seen them in a while. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Banjo kazooie and I love it. <laughs> um let's think. Viper? That's not really a K-fit. That's not really a gimmick love, is it, Viper? Like, she's actually really good.
1: So, come on then, who...
0: Okay, so number 10 is a joint entry, and it's because it was a feud and not necessarily a tag team. Please don't hurt me. Um, And it's Sami Zayn and Neville. Because they're on there for like the same reason.
1: From the original takeover.
0: Um. No, well, we yeah. It's because of how because basically NXT was my introduction to sort of the Ring of Honor style, as weird as weird as that sounds. The indie style. Yeah, exactly. And um, while I dabbled, I didn't sort of make i I didn't dive in, mostly because it was even in we're talking five years ago. It was still really hard to do at the time. Yeah. Like Ring of Honor wasn't on fight. So, like, you'd have to find... And Ring of One would have been great at the time, because it had been, like, Kevin Steen, Elgin, and stuff like that. Um, J-Lethal. And then... Um, New Japan hadn't had its Wrestle Kingdom 9 yet, or if it had... I'm trying to remember when Wrestle Kingdom 9 was, but if they had...
1: Even back then, I don't think they would have been having any...
0: But it was on... No, yeah, again, it was on... You'd have... To... Yeah. No, because I remember the first G1 I was properly aware of. Um, it was £70 for every show to watch on Twitch. I know. You know they
1: had like um had people going back and doing sort of redubs for it.
0: Yeah, so it's just that
1: was hard to get a hold of even.
0: No, exactly the like the first G one I could actually watch of the way like every single one was twenty seventeen and I jumped on that shit. And twenty seventeen was great, but also it had Tenzan in it, so
1: so what
0: So Sammy, what? Sammy Zane, this versus this is one of my favourite storylines of all time. Yeah. Um, the Sami Zayn underdog story. It's sort of like it's Daniel Bryan but like with more without burying him.
1: Is this where Neville was champ?
0: Yeah, never. okay, so basically what's going on, Neville was champion. Go and like this sort of got reminded when I did that NXE retrospective and the Um Neville was champ going through everyone. I'm like he went through Breeze, Tyson Kidd, um everyone at the time, like, NXT wasn't quite as stacked as it was today, and, like, Sami Zayn was the most over person, but he was... He'd win a lot, but he'd never win his big matches, so, like, he beat Cesaro and then lost his two rematches to Cesaro. He, um... Lost to Titus O'Neil at one point, for some fucking reason. Um, he'd go against Neville and lost against Neville, and, like, I was just... I... I've very rarely been invested in a story that much. When I, like I wanted Sami Zayn, like I remember NXT takeover with Fatal Four Way when Zayn almost won, and then got dragged out. <laughs> and then, um, I wanted Sami Zayn to win that championship more than I wanted my next breath. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like when you're that invested into a wrestling storyline, like the Chase, the babyface Chase, I don't think has ever been done better. Apart yeah, from maybe Brian. It's,
1: it's the chase, like...
0: No, exactly, and they were very smart in that sense where we didn't, where immediately they had Owens be um, come in and take the title from him. Yeah, that was great. Um, and then Sammy, like, everything, they, like, Sami Zayn is only ever in a bad feud when it's with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> like, he made a... Well, when he's...
1: When he's not... I'm not saying not, not the underdog, but when he's positioned as sort of, well, like like the heel run he did was quite good, but then when it came to, like, the run-up to the pay-per-views, it just didn't seem to work.
0: It was, well, to be fair, that's just because it's WWE, really. Like, even, to be fair, even like, I remember <laughs> it was my first time ever of realising how different people are in WWE, because I was vaguely aware of El and Erica, but it was not until months until, until me watching NXT. Because I actually got into NXT on the episode of the two out of three falls match mm-hmm. and like I sort of look back at it with what I know now and it's sort of like well that's a pretty standard like PWG or like indie match but at the time it blew my fucking mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was unbelievable like I think that I th- again it's it, I would not go on my way to watch Sami Zayn now I won't go on my way to watch anyone in WWE now to be fair but in the case of Sami Zayn that's, it was just I got not know i had ne- slash Neville now because I'm just going on about Sami Zayn. So Neville's off the list. Um Sami Zayn like, I've just never been so invested. Like there was never a point where I lost interest in the Sami Zayn story. Yeah. And then like his match with Nakamura is one of my top ten of all time. It's just a stellar match. It's the it's like the definition of a clinic. It's like Nakamura's second best match in my opinion. Actually no that's a lie.
1: Probably his best match in
0: WWE. Well, look like for comp, like even Nakamura's feud with Joe was a bit weak. Yeah. Um, who is a number so that's a shame. But anyway, what I'm, ve- I'm, I'm very happy with that number ten pick it's sort of out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> just straight away, just with no one expecting that. Actually, do you remember when what were you ever a fan of like what coach's YouTube channel? i
1: have watched the odd video, but I never. Didn't subscribe or watch it religiously,
0: um, I didn't watch it religiously, but I, like because it was they were like ten minute videos, they were quite easy to digest, so I'd throw them on like in the background while I was doing other things, and I remember they had all their personalities, do to, like top ten favorite wrestlers and when um yeah. it's a good idea because people were invested in the personalities up until the point where they left. Um, but here's a funny thing: what we had at uh, the kayfabe them. So Adam Pacitti had to put like fucking Kyle Gotch and shit like that in his list. Fuck. I know. Like, imagine if Rob made us do that. To be fair, I can't imagine him doing that. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to introduce storylines. What in the? Pod? Yeah, <laughs> like have a fucking <laughs> Podmania World Championship.
1: <laughs> Only be
0: <laughs> it's defended once a year at a random take off. Anyway, Gaff, my number nine is Chris Jericho. There's a spot of bubbly. Um he, to be fair, is uh, is Jericho on any not on anyone's top ten list? I'd be very
1: surprised if he isn't.
0: Cause Gaff, Chris Jericho. He just made the list. A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no literally i forgot about jericho and then we started talking about all out for 20 minutes jesus christ and <laughs> it was just sort of like why fucking jericho exists i so i kicked the off to get jericho on here but um yeah chris jericho is just that there was he's never there is within how how long is this like United States well-known career so like WCW that'd be like 96 he'd come into WCW yeah so So between like 96 and now which is like 23 years
1: apart from like where he's had like a bit of time out he's
0: always been relevant yeah okay so, so basically there was two returns in like 2015 and 2016 no 2014 and 2015 where he wasn't relevant like he was just kind of there. Like to to be fair, he did seem pretty unmotivated. And then when we put him with Kevin Owens, it just became amazing. Because oh, yeah. remember, there was a point, there was a point in like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, and I think that's why I briefly forgot about him. Is um, where Jericho would turn up in WWE and say, "Oh fuck, here comes like the the necessary run for Jericho." Like where he'll put over a couple of Guidesmen leave. To be fair, they had him put over some ridiculous people. Fandango, Fandango, Curtis Axel. um, But for some reason, he won the feud of Bray Wyatt.
1: But The thing is, he always, like, when you listen to his podcast, he says that's what he's there to do now. His job is to alleviate people or alleviate, like, elevate even, like, that's why he's the AEW champion, because he's the biggest name on the card.
0: No, exactly. Like, I I don't think anyone's worried about him being... But the thing is, he's constantly reinventing himself, so there's, like... um, if, Even if we just take... If we just take from, like, WWE onward, um, we have... At end of the World Jericho... No, we fucking, we have... Debut yeah, Jericho. Just,
1: debut Jericho, sort of...
0: Stephanie McMahon Jericho. This is a thousand... What is it? Thousand and One moves... <laughs> oh, that was it in WCW. Um, there's also the list of Jericho, which fucking got a clipboard over. It. He, he got stupid. He got a potted plant over, Garf. Yeah, he got stupid idiot. He
1: got this uh, drink it in. Have you
0: seen? I've I only no. I only got. There's only got pointed out to me today. Have you seen what you know? Um, the location tag you have on Twitter. Yeah. You know, it says on there.
1: Oh, is, uh, I'm from Winnipeg, Winnipeg you idiot. I, cause, Winnipeg.
0: Well, I was just from a random show where it was like I think it was SummerSlam or something. He was dragging someone back to the ring, and someone's like, "Go back to Toronto." And he's like, "I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot." Uh, yeah. He's just some dude in the crowd, on Like he could, he's the master of talking people into a building. And I, you know what my favorite Jericho is, and I don't think I'm alone here. It is. suit to Jericho. Jericho. Where where he's talking really slowly.
1: It's funny because he was um, obviously like when uh, what you call him just passed away recently? Harley Race. Uh, He based it on Harley Race. Mm -hmm. No,
0: you can see see that a lot. And the um, one of the main guys from No Country Fraud Man like the murderer from No Country Fraud Man
1: and it's just so because everything he did then was so slow and he did it purposely to piss people off yeah
0: and he, and but then he turned savage in a heartbeat and he
1: I mean and again he he knows how to work a crowd because when he was doing that he purposely changed the way he wrestled mm-hmm. and he would put people into. the
0: no he, he literally changed everything he even went from the long tights to the short
1: I listened to his recent podcast and he was talking about All Out. And he sa- said, obviously, like, going on after that Young Bucks match, he says, How? He says, We can't do that stuff. He says, So I did the absolute complete opposite. He says, And I just went and did some um, arm drags and arm bars. No, exactly. To- to really, really pissed the crowd off.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, there's a different, there's a certain line you have to toe with that. Like, there's. Oh, yeah. um. Doing that to get heat, and then there's being Randy Orton. Oh,
1: yeah, he's doing it because he knows the crowd are at such a high, they're buzzing, and he doesn't, and he wants the booze. So, I mean, that's just, he's a master of adaptation.
0: What speaks volumes is that people do keep copying his shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, just. Just going to that suit thing, I can think of five people who copied that.
1: Even bloody S'More did it.
0: What yeah, and fucking that's basically the whole main event mafia. Yeah. Um <laughs> fucking what else? Oh, Swagger did it, which was ridiculous. <laughs> um, Eric Young did it. I fucking know, right? Like, the people should never... And it's weird, is like, he even elevated fucking Lance Cade through that. Yeah.
1: It's... And then you think about, like, a code breaker. How many people use that move now?
0: No, exactly, and...
1: He's had to pretty much retire it.
0: <laughs> and what really gets me is his feud with Edge going into Mania 26. How he managed to build this feud without Edge being on TV for eight months. But by the time Edge came back, he wanted to see Edge Kill Jericho, yeah. like
1: it... then The thingy that that I mean, he always talks about what like his favorite feud is the one with um, Shawn Michaels.
0: Oh fucking, I hate it. Like okay, so I was 11 when that was going on, 2008, and fucking I hate. I so I didn't. It didn't clock with me. It was fake yet, and Jericho was just my most hated person. Like if I was if I was making myself in a WWE game, I'd always ha- have myself beat up Chris Jericho because of how much I hated him. <laughs> he
1: fucked out. he'd uh, his wife.
0: No, exactly, cause, and I was convinced he did it on purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of how Shawn um jumped up away because the way he jumped up away and made it look like Jericho punched him. Yeah. No, um, pushed him rather. Because to be fair, I think Jericho did. And to fair, cause didn't, didn't Jericho like accidentally catch? He did punch her, like, full on.
1: Like, in... Like, a- accidentally, because you've seen, like... Obviously, he still stayed in character, but then when he got backstage, he was absolutely good.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. The fact, Jer-
1: she, he said she, she was fine with it.
0: Jericho's had several good feuds with Sean. Mac- like, that match he had with Sean at Mania 19 w- was a show-stealer on a show full of show-stealers.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, like, his whole character... You can tell. I mean, you know for fact. Well, you hear the stories about him fucking standing up to Brock Lesnar and people like that. Oh, fucking! Just he's so protective of of the
0: wrestling. locker room. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Um, and even now, like he when he ran out of things to do in WWE, he stopped going to WWE and turned up in New Japan, which was the biggest surprise ever. Like, it got people who've never heard of New Japan before. Like, he's such a big talent, and this will be a theme throughout the list, but he makes people, he makes people's eyes turn elsewhere. Like, yeah. t- tell me you weren't remotely interested. Does, uh, someone who doesn't really watch New Japan, as soon as you heard Jericho was gone there.
1: Oh, no, completely. Yeah. Like, I was one mm-hmm. of those, what was it, 40,000 people? 4,000 people?
0: It, it was a lot of people who signed up right after Jericho turned up
1: wanted to see Jericho. It? it was it was it wasn't just to see Jericho. It was to see what Jericho can be allowed to do outside of the WWE constraint.
0: And then you see his match with Omega, and it's like, ah, shit. I've I've mixed. The, well, I I like his matches. When, me and Rob have conflicting opinions because he thinks um, Jericho's match with Evil is better than his first match with Naito, and I disagree.
1: The thing is, I don't think since he started this sort of movement around the places, I don't think he's really had a bad match. Um,
0: no, no. Hang on, I'm trying to. F- but he's had le- he's had less memorable matches, but like not yeah. a bad match really. Um,
1: he's definitely sort of. He's slowly. He's definitely moving his way up.
0: His match. But,
1: were- The the legendary steers.
0: His match with Okada was a bit naff, Mm. mostly because I don't think it was really weird. It was it was actually quite. First of all, we didn't license the fucking Fozzy song for some reason, so it came out to like generic rock music. Um, But like dubbed, (laughs) it's weird, Um, and also it ended on a small package, like because I think Jericho couldn't lose. Divisively because of got he had the match with Hangman coming up like a month later. This okay. was this is after all out? Yeah, this is after all out, so not all out, fucking double or nothing. But yeah, he he just turns heads and it's some of ama- what's your favourite Jericho match?
1: Um
0: It's like when you're asked about what's your favourite book and you suddenly forget if you can even read. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I
1: did like as much as with HBQ.
0: This is a lot coming it's... from you.
1: I, I really, honestly, and I like, and again, Punk's not someone I like, but I like this feud
0: with Punk. If feud with Punk was great, um, they didn't really gel in Ring, No. Nah. Um.
1: Again, though, the, th- the thing with Jericho is it's like the lead-up is the main event. Much mm-hmm. is more sort of just like
0: the end note. Yeah, that being said though, um I'm trying to think. there's as matches as were shown, I think, uh it, like that ladder match at No Mercy. It's probably my favourite yeah. ladder match. Um
1: i think. I mean he was in the what do you call it <laughs> Money Ch- in the bank.
0: Oh yeah. You you know one thing that always hampered him though? Um his hot feuds were put in shit places on cards. He's like, even mentioned that. K- K- his Kevin Owens feud was amazing. And then they fucking put it on second.
1: And I like it's probably not right to say, but his match with um Benoit. The t- ladder t- match. Two thousand and
0: two thousand one. Is that the ladder match for the Icy title? Yeah. That is okay. That's amazing. But there's one, like it's impossible. Like besides the obvious, um, Benoit's an awful murderer. Reason. Um, just like you can't watch Benoit match because you do just look out for like trauma to Benoit's head. I know, and it's it's, it's... like especially because that's a match where Benoit suicide dived into a fucking chair. Of Jericho, Thanks. it does, it does remind me of Jericho's best ever promo, which is like, "I'll fight Chris Benoit on a boat, and a boat goes <laughs> up on the fucking Titantron. I'll fight him on a goat. Goat goes up on for... in a moat. <laughs> like he can get anything over. He can get Lance Cade over. He actually did get Lance Cade up. But um, yeah, Jeff, definitely <laughs> worthy. My number eight gaff." It's true, it's damn true. Right. It's Kurt Angle. One of, one of both, slightly my biggest, reg- one of my biggest regrets, but also not, is I never went to see Angle was fighting for ICW, and I didn't go see it. Cause the tickets were I like was forty quid. He was here in Newcastle, and I didn't get to see. It. You didn't get to see it because you have like a life. I just didn't end up go. I just didn't want to go. To be fair, the match is up on YouTube, and I've seen it, and it wasn't all that. But like, just seeing Angle would have been cool. Yeah. Um, he he's just he it's like Jericho. He's very like up until the last year and a half, he was very versatile. Well, I say versatile. But he had two modes. He had comedy geek and shooter. <laughs> uh, wait,
1: basically, he had his short four in the
0: uh, MMA. Yeah, basically, he was Well... Shooter, so kind of the same. Well, he, he's basically... Or he, he, like uh, Main Event Mafia heel, so he's basically fucking Hollywood Hogan, Minero Suzuki, or Santino Morella. <laughs> For those other three modes of Kurt Angle. It's weird, because he never... I, I can't
1: really remember ever doing any of the comedy stuff in TNA.
0: He did some of it. Like, he, um, <laughs> he, he... It always seeped through, but it was never his main thing. Yeah. Like, um... There was a great one where um, they were teasing him and Karen breaking up, and it's sort of, like, do teeth tease that because it will happen. It's like, every time yeah. a teeth breakup happens in WWE, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... What was All right, so he was like, um, <laughs> What? Is he cheating on me? Does he have gold medals? <laughs> mm-hmm. And also there was... um he was taking like a suntan and he just woke up and he's in his phone and it's like, can I have some privacy? Like, he did some comedy stuff, but it was never like his main thing. Um, but I, I, I know him most, it's weird, because um, in skill, when people were talking about T&A, um, first of all, it was like, oh, you can get it for free, because it's on Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> and so I and as, as a family who didn't get Sky Sports, that was amazing. Secondly, um, it was, oh, it's that, it's that place where Kurt Angle is. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. Up in, in, like, 2007, it's like, oh, that's what... Because I got into wrestling in 2007, so he was gone from the Fed at that point, but it was so... I, I knew who he was, because he's a legend, and this, it was, like, TNA is that place where Kurt Angle is, and I was like, okay, so I need to watch TNA to see Kurt Angle, and it blew my fucking mind, but... <laughs>
1: I'll some of his
0: best matches. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. What I want to say is how good he got in a short amount of time. Well he
1: was what? Two years in or
0: something. He was two years in when he got the title, yeah. <laughs> you know it there's an amazing backstage story of Triple H was he's always been a fucking politician, Triple H. And um press <laughs> not gonna do business, we'll do business for him. Um but so he was so creative meeting for um for Royal Rumble, which was a match between Triple H and um Kurt Angle for the title. And um Triple H was given out with like the rest of his um goons. Like, oh Kurt's too short to be a legitimate champion, I should win it and then drop it to Rock on the way to Mania, and then um Pat Patterson just stood up and went, "Tell you what, legit fight him, and whoever wins gets to keep the title." And Triple H, ba- <laughs> and Triple H backed off. <laughs> that is that is an amazing because, like, literally, even through like all of his comedy geekiness, you knew. Well, it's it's sort of kind of a
1: known sort of thing where, like, even Brock Lesnar sort of ish, like, sort of backed down. No. Nope. The thing is, no one
0: fuck with Angle, but also Kurt was never cunty. Awesome,
1: eh?
0: Like, he'd, uh, he, was, uh, he was very giving. Like, he was awesome when he uh, went, uh,
1: wanted to get out of that, the WWE thing.
0: When he was... You were killing him? Being, I remember...
1: They I remember they were ki- they get, no, him. they
0: were killing him. Have you also put him down to ECW?
1: I remember just before he left. or Sorry, just after he left or just before he joined... Um. TNA, so it was like in between, uh-huh. I remember either reading or watching an interview with him or something, and he said, like, the reason he had to have the stint between them, because he had to have neck surgery, but WWE wouldn't let him have the surgery, and basically, they said he was addicted to pills,
0: and he mm. was like, it was, to get an it all. it did become a problem, but the thing is, ankle's amazing up until like 2016. Like his last few matches in TNA were great. Were like Galloway and Lashley and. Well, yeah, he,
1: he had a real problem with his um, his arms and his butt and his neck.
0: No, he got a tumor on his neck, which you can yeah. still kind of see. It's gro- It's he it's gross. It's couldn't um,
1: because there's a period where, we got, where he got weight. He seemed to lose loads of weight.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's cause he couldn't couldn't lift. No, it's
1: was... it's a bit where children and he can't even lift his arms up because
0: he's so um. Like weak. And he was still one of the best on the card. That's was fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. like it's weird because I remember I I'm in two two minds of angle. First first of all, he's exceptionally funny. He has amazing comedic timing. But also, my most fond memories are of him are in like TNA where he was a shooter.
1: I just love this whole. I like because I'd been watching WWE. And that, I mean, when he left, it was the fucking worst, shittest period, like, for me as a fan.
0: I was about to say, and when he left is when I got into wrestling, was
1: Like, watching, and then that's when I started, like, just before him, I started really getting into it when it was, like, Christine Cage and, like, um, AJ had started getting on top and it was, like, AJ and Daniels were having the feuds and stuff, and I, I was like, fuck, man, there's an alternative? That might come up later. And then um, when they did the... Because it wasn't like it is now. There wasn't the access to the information. Even back then. No, I mean, that's,
0: what that's when TNA around our skill started as a rumour. It's like, oh, so that's the place where Kurt kind of Angle is. We need to find it. <laughs> there was none of the dirt sheets as much. No, exactly. It's, like, oh, exa- like, it. well, it's not like um, stuff like um, The Observer or... Yeah, but- or, like, FOW or something is, like, just commonplace. It's just... wait. Well,
1: nobody was using social media, so there wasn't the talk.
0: Right, can... It had to
1: be on the forums and stuff.
0: Okay, let's... Sorry, but let's kind of move away from the it was better than the good old days thing, because I can't yeah, remember. Well,
1: I'm just saying, like, I just remember when he turned up in TNA and it was a legitimate... The
0: thing is, Ang... Yeah, no, because Angle's so humble, because he, um... I saw an interview with him where he was talking about his TNA debut, like, where he was revealed. And he. But some fans chanted Goldberg because they just have sort of a bald head. And he was like, oh, I'm really scared they're going to boo now because they see me. And I was really scared they were going to boo because they see me and not Goldberg. That,
1: that, that episode where he comes out and confronts Jaw, it's one of the biggest fucking pops. Especially from a crowd that size. Exactly. Like, insane. Like, and... Everything was perfect. The music was perfect. Even though... he
0: had a. He, I. I do. I do love his TNA theme because it. Like when he's using it, but not outside of it.
1: No, no. I just like the leader. But then it's when um. Oh, what do you call him, Don West? Is it Don West? Where he just scores absolutely mental when <laughs> Kurt Angle comes out, and it's like that's sold it, and it was just from then it was just like fuck Kurt Angle and just lap that shit up it's <laughs> he's
0: just he has amazing t- he's like the Johnny Gargano or Brian D'Anderson of his day like and he just took to that's the
1: thing is like he was like a freak at the time he was a one-off if say somebody like Gargano was around at the time as well those two would be sort of main event and well TNA cause yeah <laughs> being, no exactly
0: but, like, Angle had a willingness to work with anyone. Like, I'm not being funny. He pulled good matches out of Jeff Hardy when Jeff Hardy was peeled off his fucking face. Yeah. And... The
1: matches he had with Brock Gray, the oh, matches
0: he had with Eddie Gray, was fucking unbelievable. It, like, he managed to get the IWGP championship back. To, I'm going to tell the story, Gaff. So, um, Brock Lesnar, when he signed for New Japan, um, they, they retired the old IWGP title. In order to... um, Because Shinya Hashimoto had died. So they were tying it in honour of him. And they were just bringing out this new belt. And Brock was the champion at the time, so he got this new belt. Brock held that championship hostage. (laughs) A warrior style. Yeah, so they had to bring back the old one. Because Brock refused to come back to New Japan. So in a convoluted way, Angle got it all back to him. Like it's weird. Like I can only think of one bad angle T, TN... really bad angle TNA match, and that was his one with Scott Steiner because Scott Steiner can't move.
1: I mean, he even managed to get probably the best match Sting had had in
0: TNA. Yeah, in 12, that Bound for Glory like, main event, which we've covered. But also, thing is, it still wasn't very good.
1: <laughs> the one, it, Bound um... for Glory. No, the one at Hardcore Justice was um, 2011.
0: I think it's... Okay. So that was probably a bet. There's also... Um, he had Abyss's best match as well. Yeah. Uh, that
1: was a he, crazy match. He went off the stage to a table and stuff.
0: He got Desmond Wolf over in one night, aka Nigel McGuinness, of course. extend the really bad circumstances around that, but still... Um
1: Well that 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 was such a shame because McGuinness had just started doing his own thing. Yeah. And a feud with him and Kurt Angle was just like a dream.
0: And it and it happened and it was great.
1: <laughs> but then it got cut short.
0: Yeah, but they still had like two matches and they were both great. Um just Angle could turn anything good and it It's just a shame the same go out the way went out. I know. <laughs> The thing is, they don't, I, people shouldn't Baron Corbin, I don't. You saw, like, Angle went up against Joe and people like that in the lead up, and we couldn't carry him. Like, Joe and Gable, these people who were able to carry people, and they just couldn't. Yeah. Like, he really should have stopped after that Shield match. Or I think he should have bowed out after the Ronda Rousey match. Yeah, definitely. Like, they could have just. It was um, a good
1: match, and it was a good way to go.
0: Yeah, and then. <clears throat> I know, I think a tag match would have been the best way to see him out. So, what's your favourite angle match? Uh,
1: either Samoa Jaw in the cage.
0: That's great. We, that was part of a review we never did. <laughs> um, or... Because Bravo... am I Remember correctly, in Bravo used to do TNA pay-per-views over here for free?
1: Yeah, they just used to show it um, the week after. Yeah? So... Um, I'm trying to think. Probably a match with I don't know because his match with Eddie Guerrero was great.
0: Oh, where well, um, Eddie slipped out the belt, the boot. Yeah. Um. Also yeah. that tag match from um, No Mercy 2002. Pff. Um. He's got so many. Um. His match with Michaels.
1: Yeah. As much as matches with AJ, there's one at Hardcore Justice, I think. 20...
0: Oh, that was a that's a big oof. His match with AJ.
1: Yeah. 2007?
0: Yeah, all his matches were Joe, fair. His matches were Christian. Uh, he's just amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just... I'm not going to pick any, because it's all good.
0: <laughs> so, Gaff, my number seven is a man. And his name. Are you not catching on to the joke here, Gaff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his name. Is come on, Garth. I believe in you. You can complete this ne- You can complete this meme. What? And his name is. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Garth. And his name is John Cena! <laughs> 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 Fucking I was hoping you would finish the meme, but no, I had to bring it up on fucking YouTube to finish the meme. Thanks, Garth. You killed it.
1: <laughs> I, I don't care about John Cena.
0: <laughs> well, it's my fucking list, Garth. <laughs> I skipped that
1: shit. Honestly, that was when I was like totally checked out of WWE.
0: Well, Garth, I was 10 when John Cena was on top and he was Superman to me and I love him. So (laughs) I'm sorry, Garth, you're going to hear me. He's your Hulk Hogan. He's he's my Hulk Hogan, but not a bigoted cunt. So (laughs) he's and can work. (laughs) Cena's best match is better than Hogan's best match. Come on.
1: AJ carried him
0: <laughs> right so this... <laughs> right Gaff so apparently my number 7 is defend me defending him now to um, be yeah. had...
1: fair I genuinely did I used to hate John Cena but <laughs> as it went on I thought nah he's alright
0: the thing is it's that and also Mark would still put money down for him <laughs> You know, what I'm. You know what I mean? Like, um, like in, they bring out an I hate Cena shirt, and it's one of the best selling shirts while it's out. And yeah. it's sort of like you fucking marks. That is the definition uh, yeah, yeah. of a mark.
1: It, when it was Cena versus Rock, Oof. At Mania, twenty eight and twenty
0: nine.
1: Yeah. Well, me, and my mates used to have like WrestleFest for Mania. <laughs> where we'd all get together. Uh huh. And I'm and I made um, signs. Yeah. <laughs> It was like screw John Cena, and it was like let's go rock.
0: I love, I love that. I did love. I I do love the Cena Rock match. Like, it's the bes- it's Rock Hogan from of my generation. Like, and I hope Cena does it with whoever steps up next. But again, Cena, they Cena and Reigns had a match, and it was great. Um, it was actually really good. Apart from, I was watching. I've t- I've told I've told you about um the creepy axe guy before, haven't I? <laughs> um, I watched it at his house, so it wasn't that entertaining. <laughs> I know. That's the night he showed me his axes. His bathroom was fucking disgusting. He didn't let on to how fucking awful, he- awfully he lived before he invited me round. His bathroom was... M- <laughs> his bathroom was... Mo- like, I got out. Like, the pay-per-view finishes at, like, 4 a.m. I was wide awake and left at fucking... Se- and left at 7, got the first train back home. It's that that that's that's definitely a story I'm going to tell at another time, um. Because God reliving be that night, I still can't go to fucking events in fucking Scotland now because he goes to all, all of them. Why? because um, I'm I'm scared of him, Garf. <laughs> he's I, he's a he's a creepy axe guy. who sends his he's not a stable person. Evidently. <laughs> yeah, it's why I try to drag you up here for some shows, because like, hey, he's not going to mess with Big Daddy G. But um, back to John Cena. Um, I, I'm going to defend you on the oh, it's he needs the AJ's to carry him. He's had a great matches with Edge, and as great Ed, as Edge is, he doesn't carry people.
1: Yeah. He had the, the thing that the thing with Cena is through his like main run, he was never allowed to properly wrestle. And then when he was, like, it's when he did the matches with, like, the likes of AJ where he started pulling out stuff
0: really, like, shit. His US Open Challenge was... That was really good, yeah. The only like, thing that, the only thing I'd watch on Raw through that time period.
1: That was good,
0: and... His match, like, do you remember his match with Cesaro? Yeah,
1: and his match with
0: Kevin Owens. And, it's, his ma- his matches were Punk, but, like, his matches with Punk were always 8 hour, 10 or um, above. Um, yeah, a good match with- doesn't it? He he had, seven, yeah.
1: There's there's one I think was a Extreme Rules
0: 2012. Are you thinking yeah. of? Right. That was yeah. the, like like first match. But the only problem was um, Cena won. But apart from that, you, but Cena wins low. Now <laughs> C- now Cena has had a share of burials, but with him giving out the burying. But like on Cena's part, the... with the exception of Kenny Dykstra. Um, because that was personal. Have you heard this story? No. So Kenny Dykstra was engaged to Mickey James, and okay. um, do you know who Kenny Dykstra is? Because <laughs> you didn't watch this yeah. period. Okay, good. Um, he was engaged to Mickey. He was engaged to Mickey James, and then, um, Cena started going out with Mickey James. So he, so it got Dykstra de pushed and released. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Like Because no, like, he, he was
1: he... like the breakout from the Spurs one, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: he didn't go out, to be fair though, like he was never malicious, but, like he could have done that with any like when he went out with Nikki Bella he could have easily got Dolph Ziggler um, released and all that, but he didn't Um, um Like, see, like Cena is, willi- is like an angle, he's willing to go around along with anything and elevate anyone, like his last few years, with the exception of Baron Corbin he has been basically putting people over, like he's been pinned okay. by Elias he's been pinned by Bella.
1: Like oh, he's, he's, he's at that point where he's sort of passing the torch, isn't he?
0: No, yeah, he's never prepared He's never not wanted. Um, he's never wanted to like bury people. That's how he's been booked.
1: Well, it's because he was Mister WWE for a long time. Uh, he, I mean, through the shit he did, carry the company.
0: And he's so charismatic. Like literally, he could talk anyone. He can he any feud. If, if I wasn't feeling the feud, the go home show, of. With Cena hyping up would always yeah. get me on board.
1: Like the the early Cena stuff and the um, chain gang stuff and all that shit, I couldn't stand. <laughs> it's when he when he started um, when he was doing the promos where you could tell it was just basically him. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that stuff with Reigns was amazing. The stuff with the Rock oh, was amazing.
0: Okay. fucking okay, so I need to talk about the Reigns one. Um, I so like. I, I wasn't watching raw at this point. I was like completely just like done with it. But like I, it must have been nothing on because I watched that episode for some reason. And um, fucking, oh my god! I got so in like, it's just when Cena went. It's called a promo, son. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna take my spot, you're gonna have to learn to do it. And then like just digging into him. Just like... like Cena knows how to, pl- especially nowadays, knows how to play into his reputation, to elicit either heat or a pop, and it's amazing. Um, fucking, right. Like, so, y- you said, oh, he needs aging. Like, even in that early days, you're saying he was shit. His matches with Edge, his matches with Angle, his matches with Christian, they were all really I think, good.
1: I think it was just more in the 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 sort of boom time where he was winning every fucking match, <laughs> and all the matches seemed to
0: Right. Okay. How so about the formula up until 2011, where it kind of stopped. I w- I was fine with. Okay. So cause- okay. So I got into wrestling in 2007 when he was on top. First time I ever saw Cena was his match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 23. And that is just. So I was totally into that, and then like he was Superman, and what ten year old? What ten year boy? That's the- when the dreaded five moves of Doom when right he stopped. His his thing, gaff. Brett did that, but his five moves of doom was shitter.
1: No, but it wasn't like that. It was different. <laughs> it, oh, it was had, different
0: because you were a child.
1: No, but Bret Hart, they all had their set moves, but they didn't do them in the same succession every single match. Like,
0: but, but you all had I, his five moves. Would... used to watch Raw,
1: When I used to watch Raw, and Cena was on, it would. Almost be
0: the he, same match. He, as okay, me. yeah, he does that. It does. I I will admit that. But I'm one pointing out his. I was a child during this point, so it didn't bother me. Especially as someone who didn't get raw. Like every time I saw Cena, with- it was a big deal. Same with Brett. Same. I was yeah, entirely. but <laughs> I think seeing stuff holds up better. Um, shh, shh. <laughs> okay, well, I'll I'll not shit talk Brett when it's not my list, Gaff, but when it's my list I'll shit talk him over the fuck I want. Um no like Cena was especially near the end a complete package. Like honestly he's a big reason while I got while I got into wrestling. He was a perfect um protagonist when I was a child, he was the perfect antagonist when I was a smack. He's just everything you everything you'd need. He he, one... he he never doesn't get a reaction.
1: Nah, I think that the, the big the big Think the regret with him is, and I think loads of fans always say that is, he should have had one more big heel run.
0: Honestly, I think he might. <laughs> Just, I think he might. Really? I, I honestly, because I don't think he's done a wrestling. When he
1: comes back as GBL. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, his feud with JBL, that was good. I enjoyed that. It's,
0: it's weird. one thing you always hear about Cena is oh, who who doesn't look like wrestling? He is actually a massive mark. I saw him I saw him on the Graham Norton show and he had like a five minute conversation like outside of like the Graham Norton bubble with this American actor dude about fucking world class championship wrestling. <laughs> so like he's a proper like territory guy.
1: Oh yeah. And he um there's always there's a feud as well that I never gets mentioned. There's a match that I never gets mentioned with him. And when people say what's the best or what's your favourite scene match, it always comes up, with me and it's um
0: Umaga. That was an amazing match, but here's the it was thing. Such a good feud. I think why people didn't like that was he was ob- Umaga was obviously just built up to li- to put Cena over.
1: Yeah, but the whole thing was great and the, the angle and where they sort of went outside and all that sort of stuff. And <laughs> I loved all that. I love I loved Umaga. He was class.
0: No, it's that that was also great. Um, so I take it that answers your my question for what's your favorite Cena match?
1: Probably the Umaga one or the. Maybe it's the prop match. Uh, but no, I think we
0: might have Um I'm, I'm going to say... Well, I'm going to save my number one Cena match for later in this list. But, um,
1: Arguably had uh, pulled Kali
0: to his best matches. Well. Oh, the Kali matches, I think, are actually really good. <laughs> like, for what they are. <laughs> like, you know... Like I always get told to watch wrestling for what it is, and thing is, I do. <laughs> and the Great Carly match for what it is, it's great. Yeah. So uh,
1: that it was sort of went into the crowd and were just
0: yeah. His matches with Batista were really good. Um, his stuff with Triple H was all right. Um, he got Sheamus over. I, I just you <laughs> know what a lot of really memorable scene of pro-
1: He did bury the Nexus. That was the
0: worst thing he did. Okay, yeah, no, that that one, I will agree, is pretty unforgivable. But you know what? We, we have that compared to, like, do we want to list Hulk Hogan's fucking wrestling atrocities? Because we'll be here a while. Yeah,
1: but at the same time,
0: it wouldn't be if it wasn't for Hogan. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Cinegraph. You reckon? Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> so by definition, you wouldn't. <laughs> No, I love fucking Cena's good in my book. I'm n- I'm never. It's, it's <laughs> definitely like a definitely a generational thing,
1: but I, I can appreciate him for yeah, basically <laughs> propping up a company.
0: He he did carry WWE much better than Hogan carried anything ever, including not being a racist. Um, now gaff number six. Who's that jumping out the sky? Huh? Fucking, you're not getting. Morgan. No, no, what? <laughs> it's I E Y Mysterio. Here we go. <laughs> no. Fuck you. Just, just
1: pulling your, uh... Pulling your blanket.
0: <laughs> Ray Mysterio is what... is who encouraged me to check out wrestling. Really? Yeah, okay, so... My friend in school, Aaron, had, like, the WWE annual 2006 or whatever. And... flicking through it. And... At the front, there's um, three people. Um, Batista. I don't the cover. Like in the like profiles, there's three people you see: Rey Mysterio, Batista, and I think it was Benoit. In, I think it was probably Benoit, which is a bit dicey looking back. But um, yeah, for, like, and I saw this Mysterio. I saw this like masked wrestler, and I was like, he's so cool. And then my friend, like he was fucking spoiled rotten. Like um, he. <laughs> Um, had well not spoiled Rotten, but he had like a ton of wrestling figures, yeah. and he had a spare Rey Mysterio figure that he gave me, and I was like, "This is so cool." And then when I started watching wrestling, it was WrestleMania twenty three, where fucking Rey Mysterio was injured. So,
1: <laughs> see, you got into wrestling from a magazine, the For... picture of Mysterio. I got into wrestling with a magazine with a picture of the Rule Warriors on the front.
0: Also people don't seem to because like, uh, you talk to a lot of people online, especially in like the circles I live in and, and they think people should be in like black trunks, black boots and just shoot fight. I'm sort of okay. like uh, the colour yeah. of like very mysterious what enc- I think is why I like Stardom so much because it's such like a colourful promotion. Like
1: give me, give me Rick the Model Martel For <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, Gaff.
0: <Gus>. Um but <laughs> fucking the model. Um spraying arrogance out there. Um, but no, like, I remember, because, so of course, like, for the first six months I'm watching wrestling, Ray isn't there. And then... And then he's hyped... Like, and again, I didn't get to watch SmackDown, I didn't get to watch Raw. I started hearing these murmurs of Ray Mysterio's coming back, Ray Mysterio's coming back. And then finally... My brother, like two days after SummerSlam 2007, gives me a pirated copy. and This is before the network. This is when it would cost like 30 quid to get SummerSlam in his defense. Um, And my defense, because I was a child, living in a council house, just leave me alone. Let me live my best life. Um, And he came back and fought Chavo Guerrero. And it was my favorite match when I was a child, because Rey Mysterio was back. And Even like beyond, like, so he's basically here because he's the reason I got to wrestling, but also He's,
1: fucking really good he's amazing,
0: <laughs> like, it's weird Again, Smacks always go, oh, he's not the best luchador I'm like, so fucking what if he's not the best luchador? Like, they always go, oh, psychosis, and I'm like, so fucking He had an amazing, he had a series of amazing matches with psychosis, like his Think thing is, all,
1: like, all these fucking arseholes saying, oh, psychosis I bet you they weren't even fucking around
0: to watch courses no. when he was in his prime. No, here's the thing. I saw there was a, um, there was like, just a thread. Like, one of these nice few was like, hey everyone, a bit of positivity today. What's everyone's favourite wrestler? And of course, his wrestling page would fucking cause arguments. So I, like, I mentioned Mysterio. And I was reading through and someone said, um, fucking who was it? Antonio Inoki? And I'm sort of like, you weren't alive to watch Antonio Inoki. Um, or. Yeah.
1: Nobody goes back and watches.
0: Or, or someone said um, Ricky Dozen. Who, do you even know who Ricky Dozen is?
1: You always get the fucking <sighs> hipster fucking
0: wannabe. Ricky Choshu. Um, and I'm sort of like, fucking, I bet half of them haven't watched any of their matches. They're just saying them for legacy's sake.
1: Of course. It's like, it's like you can appreciate someone like San Martino, but I would never say I fucking love San No,
0: it's, it's really so... It's kind of why, like, Kibashi, Misawa, um, Baba, Stan Hansen, people like from, like, 90s or old, old Japan didn't make the list, because while I love watching those matches, and it's actually a lot of what I'm watching, um, like, if I'm just watching, like, random wrestling, that I didn't live through it. So while I love that stuff, I'm getting more excitement out of watching Modern Day Progress or something like that because I'm following along. Like... There's no one on this list who who, who the uh, with, there's no one on this list where who didn't have storylines. I'm I was following along. I can uh, I was alive to follow along. You know the what thing I
1: mean. And that people forget is um, he he existed like in a time when everyone was a big fucking no th- exactly and he 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 went sort of blow to blow with them and he wrestled so many different styles. He did ECW, WCW.
0: WWE he's been a new um he did for he, he did a J-cup. well he didn't do a Jacob. he had an exhibition match at a J-Cup.
1: he's won every type of match there is to do
0: yeah he's won every title basically every title no he's a, yeah he's a grand slam champion so he's won every title
1: um, like one of like one of my favorite matches of his was against fucking Dean Malenko which one Halloween Havoc
0: oh that was I think, Hang on, are yeah. you th- are you thinking of Guer- Guerrero? No, Balenco No, is it like because like, Guerrero was Halloween Havoc? I think. late nineties.
1: Great American I
0: mean, Bash. Are you thinking?
1: No, it was definitely a Halloween Havoc. I I, remember, I uh, the transitions on the fucking screen. I remember. Um, but it was basically <laughs> it was they were wrestling Dean Malenko style. I remember. The mysterious was
0: amazing. I remember Garth yeah, in Blackpool. Um, for some reason we decided to watch some WCW Nitros in the hotel room. And fucking, we were all marking out to a Mysterio like as for like a standard cruiserweight WCW match, but it was still amazing. <laughs> like, wasn't
1: like opening, like it that? was
0: it was opening in Nitro, and like we were watching it to see what happened after Hogan joined the end of Hogan wasn't even on the card. <laughs> it was ridiculous. No, he's no he's amazing, like, even past that. Um... So you you follow through like his ma- his feud with Punk was amazing. Um, his feud with Batista was really good. His feud with Jericho. Oh, we missed that it's when we were talking about Jericho that, fe- that finish of I, f- I think it was over the limit or something like that. It was like a B pay per view. And uh, he the, yeah, he did a six one nine and he counted the six one nine by just ripping Mysterio's mask off. And there's a great story that early in the day, um, they pitch they were pitching this and Vince overheard them or something or was at the meeting. And I was like, you can't do that. And they had, to, they had to go to the ring and do it like three times in a row to prove to Vince it could be done. And it's it...
1: like. And even like. was one of the few as well where. Like, I would watch SmackDown to watch him.
0: <laughs> uh huh. But SmackDown sex. You would go TV matches. Oh, some abs- people would
1: just like sort of breeze through them.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And like. He's. He's also like just really like a flash of colour because there was a point in WWE a few years ago where like everyone was in like black Mm -hmm. or like dark colours and then he'd just be out in like bright colours and it's amazing.
1: I think people seem to forget as well that he's been around for a long time.
0: (laughs) No, exactly.
1: He was around for sort of early 90s as WCW was just starting to get
0: yeah, he was a, he was like for in terms of like age he's like the Tyler bit of his day. He debuted when he was 18. He was like 16 or something. He's only 44 now. Exactly. And like compare that to like I don't know. John Cena or something and he's just like late 30s, I think. I was for, Yeah, he's only 2 years younger than Mysterio is Cena. So,
1: he's another he's another person from that tag match at No Mercy.
0: Ah yeah, again. Um Three out of four people in that tag match are on this list. So, um, just honestly. Okay, so what's your favourite Rey Mysterio match? Um, either. Versus Eddie. 97. Mm
1: hmm. Uh, where he's dressed up as the fucking phantom or something. Yeah. Um, phantom.
0: Halloween have it, that really famous old purple get up.
1: Yeah. Um, or maybe that tag match
0: um, that tag match is so good <laughs> so good
1: or the, like, see the um, what's it called the Melanchol one he had a really good feud with the I remember he had a feud with John Morrison I,
0: you know what against the IC that, that was thing. really good as well um, you know what Gaff I forgot to mention this I've seen Ray live at ICW at the Hydro show i I went a lot... Like, a bunch of friends were going along. I was sort of on the fence because it was, like, 40 quid a ticket, but literally I went just because I wanted to see a 619 live once in my life. <laughs> yes, I'm a mark, but... Is his on it? Uh, no, well, no, no, because Tiger Mask did it first, technically. Yeah, but... but... Like, he sort of brought it. In like, America, he, yeah. Um, I bet he didn't ask Tiger Mask's permission, but he probably could not because he can't speak Japanese. <laughs> He's un... Like and I remember it was against Kenny Williams and the ACW crowd hated him because he didn't promote the show. No. So the i c w crowd were completely against. I was the only one cheering him. Like um, it's it's actually quite hilarious because um, it was like um people were chanting oh one four one for Glasgow, but which is the Glasgow area codes, and I was just doing six one nine between the only but per- you know how like in Blackpool I was the only person chanting Scotland between the UK chants. <laughs> you sound so disappointed in me. <laughs> so people going 0141 oh, one, and I was going like six one nine and like angry Scottish people were turning around looking at me and I'm like oh Lord I'm not <laughs> making it out of here <laughs> Yeah, I loved it though. Although he 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 like he didn't it took him like two minutes from his music starting to him coming out. It was weird um that's just what he does like it happened all- he always does that it also happened at all in hmm. he just always comes out late for some reason
1: because yeah, he's-, he's used to coming up through the stage <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair that was so- that's such a cool entrance
1: and, and the i mean part of the sort of wrestlemania thing where you'd
0: be like what's he coming out as this time oh we that was actually part of our predictions this year <laughs> We should do this every year, part of our predictions. Just watch Rey Mysterio coming at us. Um, did any? No, none of us got that right. <laughs>
1: what, what, what was it this year? It was
0: Mysterio, as in like the Spider-Man villain, Mysterio. Oh, that's yeah. And then I don't. I'm not surprised you don't remember Gaff because it was like a minute long. That he match. Got, mm, of all the things to cut, fucking. Because he, uh, he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. But to be fair, that the fucking Money in the Bank match. There's no excuse absolutely fucking ridiculous. But, um... Yeah. 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 Oh. Well. Next up, Garth and, like... I think you can agree, so far, I've not gone too smarky. What number is this? Um, five. Four. five. Um, It's the Rainmaker. Huh? The Rainmaker. Oh, wait. Kazuchika Okada. I'll keep this one brief, since we can't really go back and forth too much on this. But, like, he sort of got me... Uh, into... uh... I thought he would be on. Yeah, to be fair, he got me into well, I say that. Nakamura and Ibushi got me into New Japan, but then Ibushi fucked off for a, about a year and a half and Nakam- <laughs> and Nakamura um became a Naka. So
1: Abushi fucked off and then came back like it's like God of a wrestler.
0: <laughs> no, but his thing. He was a god of a wrestler at the time. All right, but go. I, I don't know if you've watched it, but go watch Wrestle Kingdom Nine: Abushi versus um, Shinsuke Nakamura. That's the match that made me a new Japan fan. Um, and then it's why I complain so much about Nakamura nowadays. <laughs> but like Abushi went off, he did like Indies, and then he also did Cruiserweight Classic, and then came back, and now he's a fucking. <sighs> mm. future, but anyway.
1: Oh, well, future.
0: Uh... IWGP champion, definitely. Absolutely. But no, Okada. I I got to watch his ascension to Ace. He wasn't quite Ace when I got there, but like the year later he was Ace and it was quite fun watching like the tail end of that ascension. I think people get burned out on Okada and I don't blame them because I'm kind of burned out on Okada. I think
1: it's just it's the intensity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not just that. It's a case of in the last four or five years he's been champion through most of that. Oh, like, he's never he's never been seriously out of the title picture since debuting in 2012, 2013. So I think that's why people have burnt out on him, but also his matches are so good. Because
1: he's one of those people who never fails to deliver, like, not always five-star, but four, at least.
0: No, I think his bottom end is sort of seven out of ten with bad luck, Farley. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's a am- mate. I remember... It's it's for pomp and circumstance that people say are missing from is missing from wrestling or Japanese wrestling at the least, he has in spades. I mean fucking he, money he, falls down from the sky. Well I
1: suppose it didn't work with uh, Nakamura as much, but he would Oh he's he has
0: anywhere. he has worked quite a fair bit with Nakamura and their great matches. But yeah, Okada could get over anywhere. Like he's not like Outwardly charismatic, like Nakamura, he's not like a Michael Jackson figure. He's more, a uh...
1: it's, it's more an air of uh, importance.
0: No, exactly. Like it's like if Nakamura is Liam, Okada's is no. <laughs> if you get me, yeah. Um, like Nakamura Less of a cunt. <laughs> probably yeah. is. Yeah, but to be fair, if anyone's a cunt in New Japan, it's Tanahashi. If you have the shit, he comes <laughs> out. Tan- fucking Hogan. <laughs> Tana- no Tanahashi fucking has Hogan pre- has actually Hogan. Tanahashi has Hogan or Okada before. Tan not because um, the Wrestle Kingdom eight main event was meant to be Okada and Naito. This is pre Lij Naito, and then Tanahashi Nakam Then Tanahashi campaigned for like a fan poll, <laughs> and it happened, and Tanahashi and Nakamura won, so headlined with the I C title. And then in Wrestle Kingdom, it's actually played into a great story because when at Wrestle Kingdom 11 when it was Akada versus Omega. Um, because Omega was like still unproved, he'd only been a heavyweight for a year. He um, Tanahashi threw out, oh, maybe we should do another fan poll. And then he was uh-huh. like, okay, if Naito agrees, we'll do a fan poll. And then Naito didn't agree because keeping um, Tanahashi out of that main event meant more to him than being in the main event. <laughs>
1: I uh, it's it's I mean we're getting away from Okada but it's sad to see that Tanahashi just seems to just want to he's cling to...
0: Uh, <laughs> well we'll get into that probably in a future thing but with Okada he's just I I'm, I defy anyone not to have um give one at least one Okada match a ten out of ten upon like if you watch like three or four. You know what I mean? Like, he's just... Yeah, I mean, I've not... I know you've not watched a ton. What have you seen of him? Uh,
1: I've seen... Have you really seen the Omega matches? Two. I've seen two Omega matches. What what one's out of curiosity? I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Probably the Wrestle Kingdom ones.
0: I don't know. There's one Wrestle Kingdom, one G1, and two Dominions.
1: Definitely a Wrestle Kingdom one. Was
0: one of them two out of three? No, no. Then you haven't seen the best one. Um, were they both like? Was one and uh, the time limit draw? Um,
1: possibly. It's just ones that I watch on YouTube. Because <laughs> it, it was when the the big big buzz was sort of. Mm-hmm. God or Omega.
0: No, but that's... because that, that's what turned seven out of five. That's that's what turned Rob onto New Japan. Was that? Yeah. So. It, he I think but he's so good that he has matches that could and and he has range. Like his match a few months later with Shibata was completely different. It killed Shibata, but that's sort of Shibata's fault. Um yeah. some great matches with Ishii. Just he he can work with anyone and have and it's like he's a must watch talent and we are desperately running out of them nowadays. That's
1: what makes them so special
0: though. No, exactly and oh my god just he, he's amazing that's all i can say go watch okada go watch some okada matches um do you have a favorite and i'm asking this for everyone and i know you don't i know you haven't seen the ton, but do, do you have a favorite okada match i couldn't tell
1: you mm. probably omega because it's probably the first one i watched
0: yeah i'm 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 inclined towards omega also his tanahashi g1 final match this year i think is their best um, just that time when the draw I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah. Oof, yeah. there's just so many Shibata that was amazing. Up uh, this, he always gets. Ten- it's weird, like he always gets tens, and you it, you just forget that it's possible for him to have a bad day because he never does.
1: I wanted. I, I meant to watch as much against.
0: Jr., never on watch uh, That's really good. Well, depends which one. Um, The Secure Genesis one's really good. So this is one that's from... Awesome. Yeah, and so this is one from yeah. Strong Style Evolved, which was for UK show. Yeah. Um, but his,
1: so many that I keep meaning to watch, but I just never get around
0: to watch. He had the best match with... I think everyone in the A-block this year had their best match with Okada. Oh, his match with fucking Osprey this year. Oofed. Oofed. Anyway, um, number four, Gaff. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a good segue for this one. <laughs> it's AJ Styles. Yeah, because in the you know how Angle was the person who got me over to TNA. Yeah, AJ's the person who initially got me to watch New Japan. He didn't. He's the one who made me stick. As I said before, it's Okada, Tanashi, Nakamura, and Um Abushi. But AJ's being on that Wrestle Kingdom is what made me check it out. AJ also made me take the leap to watching Ring of Honor and PWG and everything and he's also just like one of the best to ever grace a ring. <laughs>
1: he's been, he, I think he is not, obviously not having seen much of cause, but I think AJ is been consistently the best for the <laughs> last 10 years or something.
0: Yes, up until really this year. He hasn't had really any matches in note this year. Mm-hmm. There's one with Seth, but that's about it.
1: Again, his his arrival in WWE that was such
0: a big deal. I remember I've never I don't think I've marked out more to a rumble entrant. ever. No, like I just him think no, 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 and they fucked it up by keeping it on Roman Dwayne's face. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he just kept on Roman Reigns' face up until the point where AJ hit the ring, <laughs> but like and. We told... just, to te- just to
1: tease the- those watching at home.
0: No, exactly. But, like, when you even look at just. AJ ended up fostering Bullet Club into, like, a more mainstream thing. Like, it's when AJ was head of Bullet Club, it's when you see. All, oh, that was... When you start seeing all the Bullet Club shirts. And, when like, it's weird. Like, at that point, it wasn't quite the cunty thing it is today. Like, before fucking the too <laughs> sweet thing took like, I, he that,
1: that, that did spoil it. That was fucking
0: the books, and that book, wasn't it. Yeah. Um, just, AJ, he never has a bad match, apart from when it was with that fucking MMA fighter in um, TNA. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his name again?
1: Jordan Gracie.
0: Yeah. Fuck's sake! But no, like even as again, like Angle, he could also do like comedy stuff, like the, his, when he was the comedy geek in Christian Coalition.
1: <laughs> it was just. There was so many good it was such a good time watching tina because you knew
0: yeah he he got smart very quick though he he went from like he watches like the shit he was doing like say 2005 unbreakable which is what i think the best freeway of all time um you see that and then you see what he did was doing like in new japan and it's night and day because he smartened up and stopped going a million miles an hour sort of like what ricochet became like where he stopped going a million miles an hour and started selling and that's when he became the best in the world like for me his favourite like my favourite
1: feuds of his was like Chris Daniels
0: yeah Uh, um,
1: matches they had and obviously Angle I remember
0: 2012 um, 2011 2012 one of the two AJ and Daniels had a last man standing yeah. And like at this point, most TNA fans are sort of annoyed with it. But like as someone who like 2007, we weren't really feuding that much, so I was kind of fond of it. Um, because like does the
1: style clash with the table, with the ramp?
0: I think so. It's also but like I remember fucking. This is like this is like just a wee 2012. This would be just a wee bit before I got into like watching CZW highlights on YouTube so I wasn't quite bloodthirsty yet, and Daniel's tried to stab AJ with a screwdriver, and I was like, holy shit! Um, just And even getting out TNA, his... And, and, and I know I'm going to smarky stuff, but smarky now, but this is my list, so... Um, his New Japan stuff is amazing. Like, unbelievable. Um, his matches with Okada are great. His match with Minoru Suzuki in the G1 is unreal. um were some, some six men in Ring of Honor that was absolutely amazing. It was... Um, him and the Bucks versus I think Rapungi Vice and Okada, and it was amazing. Um, he's he's, like literally anywhere AJ goes, I think people will follow because of how good he is. He's the gold standard.
1: It's sad, not sad, but it's unfortunate that he probably is having to slow down on what he does because he's obviously older now. He's older,
0: and and he also has to do this. Four day, four days a week.
1: Exactly. So people aren't going to see the the stuff he was doing before. It it
0: is it is a shame, but also like he doesn't uh, he's at the point where he doesn't need to go a million miles an hour. Like again, look at the Rollins match. Yeah. That's exactly or right. even like the Shane match, he pulled a eight out of ten out of Shane McMahon. It's a
1: cliche, but he is like actually.
0: Phenomenon. He's actually phenomenal. Um, what's
1: your favourite AJ match? I love that last man standing match with Daniels. Um, I love the cage match with Christine Cage. Hey, um, when it's the best because I remember watching it and it was when um he's with Tyson Tomko and Christian's in the ring in the cage and Tomko comes down to AJ's music, and AJ appears behind him in the ring when the lights go up. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so good. As much as I'm trying to think of this, Joe, match with Joe.
0: Yeah. um, the one before Unbreakable is amazing.
1: And this, to be honest, like I generally did lo- like his match with um, Shane under
0: one with Cena. Oh, all three with Cena were great. Um, but what's your favorite one with Cena? Because I have my answer.
1: One of them... What's it called? There was... <laughs> I don't
0: know what... Mine's the one of the Rumble. I
1: think that was probably the one. Where I'd seen it's it, it my... did the
0: roll-through with the AA.
1: After the... You missed the... Topper-up Top one.
0: Aye. just oofed. It, the fact... AJ's just amazing. Mine is... Well, Unbreakable 2005. Again, cliche. But fucking... How can it be a cliche when it feels so right, Gaff? Um Fucking his match with Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom t- ele- t- ten. 10. Wrestle Kingdom 10. Just, ah, uh, the best bomb AA ever. <laughs> fucking. And then Nakamura went to WWE. Yeah. <laughs> what, gonna what am I going to do? Complain on my podcast, Gaff. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's all I can do, Gaff. That's that's all I have in my life now. Um. <laughs> anyway, number three, Gaff, the rated R uh, superstar. <laughs> Why is he so high up? Um. Well, I have my reasons, but also, I love him with Tony Timmel. Think because Gaff, I listened to um of well, some of the one the list you you and Rob did. Like how long? That'd be like eighteen months ago now, won't it? Something. And yeah. um, <laughs> you just wanted to bury Edge, but couldn't because you were trying to still be diplomatic. Didn't want to. I, I... His matches never got first, Get out of first gear, apparently. He'd never got out of first gear. <laughs> I I okay. So I've told you before. So my first show was WrestleMania twenty three. So. Edge. My first match was Money in the Bank, which was Finlay, Booker, Mr. Kennedy, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Edge, Randy Orton, and someone else who I'm not. I'm not going to bother trying to remember him. Um, and Edge just immediately caught my attention. He was just so fucking cool. <laughs> like the long jacket, the the like the long hair. He's just so cool. <laughs> It was just so cool, and it's weird because Edge has both one of my favorites and one of my least favorite themes.
1: What, the original Edge
0: one. No, the original Edge from that you think you know me, know me, no, no. I think that's quite cool. The Rob Zombie theme. Oh yeah. yeah. No, but he's, again, he's on here for childhood reasons. He was my favorite as a kid. Like after Mysterio got me, and Edge kept me watching.
1: Edge, Edge is the reason why I started listening to Alter Bridge. <laughs> I fucking love that song.
0: See, I just thought it was a WWE theme up until a point where I actually started getting into music. I'm like, oh, Alter Bridge is a real thing, and fucking Miles Kennedy is an amazing vocalist.
1: only reason I knew it is because when he did his retirement speech, <laughs> he said, like, thank you for everything. He says, thank you for Alter Bridge for, for the amazing tune. Let's hear it again.
0: See, I know. And I was like, shit, that's a real the real band. <laughs> I I know Miles Kane from Alter Bridge, more for um first of all from his stuff with um Slash before Alter Bridge, which is weird because Alter Bridge sells out like the Hydra and shit. But anyway, off. This isn't a music podcast, unfortunately, because I feel that would be quite the quite the listen. But actually, I just it's it, okay. Spears weak, but like he's like the height of what a WWE made wrestler can be.
1: I've never thought it was that.
0: It's a spear, it's, it's yeah, a yeah. But you look at like Roman who like throws himself at his opponent, or like Kairi Sane's spear, like, don't call me smarky, but like, that's an amazing spear. Oh, Moose, I don't like Moose's spear, I love it. <laughs> no, because so he, he does the flip, and yeah, I think that's... that takes away a lot of impact. On the pun. Um, but you know who has the worst spear is Toa Hanare. <laughs> Because he picks them up and puts them down. It's like a shit spine buster. And they were like, oh, he'd be banned from rugby for that. I'm like, no, he fucking wouldn't. He fucking hugs them to the ground. (laughs) Now, Like, Edge is another one where it's a running theme of his list. Any role he's given, he can do.
1: Yeah, because he can do comedy. He's a really, really good heel.
0: He's a great heel. He's a great face, actually. He's a great white meat baby face.
1: He can do... It, is, it can be, it can be like a sort of,
0: like, like chicken shit heel. Yeah. It can, be a... it can be unhinged. Yeah. Um, he's just unbelievable. Like, um, also his promo ability is just almost second to none, especially for the time he got Cena over. And. Yeah, but feud with Cena, didn't mention
1: that when he. We know I know, like that TLC He actually probably had his best round of matches because he fought him quite a lot That
0: TLC match at Unforgiven 2006 was amazing Um,
1: he's actually got good matches out of um, Randy
0: Orton <laughs> Oh, I rated RKO which has the best joint theme of all the joint themes
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just I'm going to listen to that after we go off air actually because it's such a great joining of two themes um, his his I remember his I don't, his feud with Shawn Michaels was great because he was just annoyed that Sean was getting title opportunities and he wasn't. Um, his stuff of when he was with Lita, I think, was amazing. Um, his Vicky, the whole Vicky Guerrero arc was amazing. Was so <laughs> like, and she was annoying at the time, but I was eleven, so I was just sort of like, ew, girls," but just... even if he doesn't always have the best matches he always has the most interesting feud. And that's really all that matters. And like, how many different people has he held the tag titles with? Mm. Christian, Rey Mysterio, Jericho, Hogan. Orton. What? Orton, Orton yeah. Fuck, I forgot about it. We were just talking about it. I forgot. That's already five different people and but are all... Ah, this I can't fault Edge. What's your favourite Edge match?
1: Um Hell in the Cell was good
0: with taken. With Taker oh, all his matches with Taker were great. That WrestleMania twenty four main event, nah. Um
1: He had a really good match with Matt Hardy once.
0: Oh the steel the, the steel cage, yeah, 'cause that they actually fucking hated each other. It's amazing, like I would not do, have done the stunts Matt Hardy did if um, with Edge, because I, I wouldn't trust him, so it speaks a lot to even though personal shit was going on, how much yeah. those two trust each other. Um, Again, his matches the Cena are great. Um,
1: he had a hair versus hair match with
0: Angle. <laughs> but he actually invented the you suck chant for Angle, did Edge. Because <laughs> it, ba- it was like a backstage thing and it's just amazing. Um... <laughs> The kazoo's he got kazoo's over. Yeah,
1: After, I mean, listen to the Edge and Christian podcast, and you just see like they just. But
0: he just love wrestling. I and they just proper wrestling. <laughs> I remember, i I've, I've listened. I don't listen to like the full podcast, but like I'll listen to clips, and I'll listen to the clip where they talk about NXT Takeover UK, and we weren't coming at it from like, a smarky perspective. Like playing. you see people talk about Joe Coffey, and they are like, oh, well. He, he he's not as good as my other big man and he, and I was just like, oh fuck, I wish Joe Coffey was around when I was a kid so I can mark out as much as, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I love, like we talk about it like they're like, just big kids, which I love. Because
1: they're so far removed from it, I think now they just watch it, like, ha- on the most recent one he was talking about how uh, like his wife had gone away with the kids and he was like, so, he was like, so I sat down and I was going to watch him uh, some wrestling and he like, <laughs> Getting excited. So like, I sat down and watched. He was like, I watched All Out. He was like, I watched XC UK. <laughs> I,
0: um, I can only imagine that's what you're like when you get the house to yourself. Oh, yeah. But, get,
1: like, the nightwear and just sitting and watch it.
0: <laughs> and then you're just like, sleep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Love Edge. Anyway, number two. Edge, yeah. you. <sighs> you're going to call me a smart gaff. It's Kenny Omega. Nah, I'm not surprised. Cause he just like he he leveled up wrestling. <laughs> like he's the reason expectations for wrestling is so high now.
1: Yeah, based off Meltzer.
0: <laughs> no fucking even not based off of Meltzer. Garth,
1: I hate
0: how. Omega's now intertwined with Meltzer Cause I I I loved Omega when I first saw him because uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 just, and you know what it was it's because it was a match where um, Taguchi, so it was slightly comedy orientated and he, and he did the chainsaw with his hand and they were putting over he shaved his arm, hair two days before a match so it's razor sharp Who does that? <laughs> Omega this is back in like um, this is like three or four years ago and he just, like, before he went heavyweight, and he just, like, cheese grated. Omega oh. um, Omega's responsible for some of the best matches, like, on an objective work workweight level, from the best matches of all time. Kenny Omega's 2017 is the best year of any wrestler, I think, in terms of pure match quality. Because if you look at it just in terms of his singles matches, a great G1. Three great matches with Okada. A five star match with Michael Elgin. Um, an amazing. Um, he brought la- a ladder match to. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. He won. He was the inaugural United States champion. Just remember, like while I, while I was like casually into New Japan up until twenty seventeen, Omega, made me jump right the fucking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd watch, like, the big shows. Like, the big pay-per-views. Like, I'd watch Dominion, King of Pro Wrestling, um, Power Struggle, G1 Finals. Wrestling Kingdom, I wouldn't watch, like, every pay-per-view. But then I was like, yeah, Kenny's too good. I can't miss him. And then, like, it... <laughs> what?
1: It's in? you totally in on it?
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm all in on it. Um, hey. Again... Kenny Omega's Kenny Omega is basically the reason I'm invested in AEW and he hasn't had the best run of it so far.
1: I think I was thinking about this the other day with the AEW thing. It's obviously it's all by design because
0: I was it, I think it was, a scalib-, um, I think it was a scalib I think it was Escaliber who had the um line, he's left his wrestling heart in Tokyo. Yeah. Um I wonder if they're gonna do this like as Kind of gimmick where he just
1: goes on this massive losing
0: streak. It's right, because even in terms of match, I don't think we've given any Omega match in AEW less than an 8. Maybe it's. it's Yeah. Um, His match with Jericho was good. His match with Seema, have you seen that? Oh, not yet. Um, It was at Fight for Fallen, and it was really, really good. Um, To be fair, it was basically a Dragon Gate match, so. Um, Then you have. The like it's just great. I missed out on seeing a mega live as well, actually, because it sold out before I got tickets. It was fi- it was um, wrestling in Edinburgh and it sold out super quick. And this was right after um, the Okada match. Like it's just uh, I it was like totally riding high on it. Yeah, and I d- I didn't manage to get tickets. I was so upset. Um. But holy... He, again, he levelled up an entire art form.
1: Well, he's another one who got eyes on New Japan.
0: No, exactly. Like just, it's... Through,
1: just through the reviews of his matches.
0: Like, there's two big points where people got into New Japan. There was Wrestle Kingdom 9 when it was first broadcast in English. And, people, and it was like people like me every time who were just looking for some new non-WWE stuff. And then there's Wrestle Kingdom 12 when it just got Insane, yeah. and ah, uh, do you have a favorite Kenny Omega match? Again, I've really seen that. I know movie. you don't. I don't. I know you don't have a massive point of reference, but you know,
1: um, I did enjoy his. Um, who did he? Who did he go up against? As
0: Oh, um, Jericho. Oh no, Tanahashi. You're thinking of.
1: That. Like that one, I really did like his Jouta match actually. Um, in fact, I think all the all I've, all I've seen, they've been really good. I think uh, probably that Tanahashi, a Tanahashi one actually.
0: Kenny, <laughs> man, is this? is it, it, was,
1: it wasn't so much the the match; it was the the story.
0: Yeah, How, like of all, two conflicting kind of, styles.
1: Basically, had to go to the bottom of their
0: well. No, exactly. Like, Tanaha I think that... I'm convinced that's the reason why Tanahashi's been dead all year is that much. Uh, I think that's probably the
1: one. closely you by the Jericho because it was totally different.
0: <laughs> I... Like, up until the point where Kenny Omega starts being Kenny Omega, I will always be interested in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's just... He probably toned down some of the gamer stuff. I know you love it. <laughs> um, but... I'm, <laughs> um, but like the fighter fest um, bollocks. So I've got under my skin, like the um, the um, whole oh it's like fire fest. It really got on my nerves. But anyway, I love Kenny, and I can... like he pulled a nine out of ten out of Cody Rhodes. That tells you all you need to know. Um, anyway, moving on. Gaff to Chris's number one. And I'm going to talk right down to earth in a language everybody here can easily understand. Now, that's only a reference you're going to get if you listen to the actual track. Um, CM Punk. It's CM Punk. I'm going to of going personality. CM Punk's my favorite wrestler of all time, Garth, and I know you don't like him. Really? <laughs> he is. I don't, I don't dislike him. You said he was average.
1: I just think, yeah, I just think he's... He's... The work he's done on promos and stuff is...
0: Much better than his in ring stuff, so. right? So, believe it or not, Gaff, there was a period where I just gave up on wrestling. Everyone does that at some point. Mine only lasted six months, <laughs> yeah, mine lasted about five years, <laughs> Um, and it was super weird, right? So, after WrestleMania 27, I just gave up. WrestleMania 27 was that bad, <laughs> like, 27 was over, Edge, who was my favorite, retired. And I was just sort of like, and Cena was fine. I was finally at the age where Cena was starting to annoy me, and Miz was champion. You know, just everything was working again, and our truth was getting pushed.
1: Hey, don't, knock, don't
0: I, knock, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna knock r truth because it was shit. Um, so I gave up for like just do the little Jimmy stuff, but yeah. yeah. Um. So I gave up on it, and then... Like, it's weird. I think this is how most people end up getting back into it. Just one day, I was just like, I just want to watch wrestling. So I decided to watch... I found a stream of Light Raw on YouTube and watched that. And it was unbelievable luck, gaff. You know why? Because Luke
1: Gallows was on?
0: <laughs> no, this is once Luke... Luke Gallows was in TNA at this point. I thought you were meant to be the TNA guy. God, gaff. That was, uh...
1: that was one of your favourite things with uh, Punk. Oh, we're going to
0: that, but, like, the pipe bomb. I got, I I watched, and most of that Raw was shit. Well, people, it was a Raw roulette. Raw roulette's are never good. And, and, like, I remember watching it, completely disinterested. Like, I knew Punk was the number one contender. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, because I liked him from before. And then Punk came out and cut that fucking promo. <laughs> and people shit on Punk now. That's the best promo ever. Oh, yeah. People have tried to emulate it since, and no one ever has. Like, it's like Jericho. I have a list of several people who have tried to cut a fucking pipe bomb and never have.
1: Do you think he was allowed to do it, though?
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. He maintains... um, He's always maintained, like, he was told to go out and just speak his mind, and then they cut cut off his mic. He's maintained that even outside WWE, and he has no reason to lie.
1: So I always just thought it was funny that Woody have been allowed to talk for so long if they didn't want him to see
0: it? I think they partly wanted a reason for the feud to be hot, and like they're fine with him <laughs> breaking fourth wall if, he's le- if he was leaving. Because <laughs> he was legitimately leaving, he maintains that, and he has no reason absolutely no reason to lie at this point. I actually ended up watching his Starcast interview. And you one... Yeah, and you know what? He's a very likable person. People seem to think he's an awful human being, but he's not.
1: I think there's two he's... sides to
0: He's outspoken. He's not awful.
1: He's very um What's the word? Closed.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. But, like, when he opens up, he's sort of like, I'd love to actually, like, speak with you. He he actually told a great Harley Race story where, you know how Harley Race would do some stuff in the Indies? Yeah. Um, He was special reffing, um a t- title tournament finals that Punk was in. And Harley Race went up to P.M. Punk and went, you know this one, two, one, two, one, two shit? <laughs> Don't do that. Because he could Harley Race couldn't get down, and there's also a story of Harley Race vomiting, down the side of um, down the side of Punk's new car, and also, so did you know that Tony Atlas hates CM Punk? Why? Okay, so um, once Punk was called up to the main roster, and he was the ECW champion, but he still lived in um, Louisville, and went to OVW TV because to, his friends were there, so he'd just go to hang out. And I remember, um, and apparently Joey Mercury had signed the TNA contract, so it was the last time, um, he thought he'd be able to wrestle Joey Mercury. (laughs) So he was like, he went up to the guy booking it, and he was like, "Hey, can I can like me and Joey like do a dark match like an eight man tag, and we'll just have some fun for the crowd?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, because it's it's gonna draw more. There's some there's a WWE wrestler on here anyway. So yeah, let's fucking do it." And then Tony Atlas was the trainer and he was basically there just to say um, don't do drugs and save your money because I (laughs) didn't do that and look at me now. Um, So Punk was taping up his fists, which we'll get into this in a second but no one did at the time and now everyone does it. Um, So he was taping up his fists, and um, Tony Atlas came running on oh it looks like you've broken both hands. And Punk was like yeah cool. Tony Atlas had no idea who Punk was. And then after the show Tony Atlas is going, well, most of you are getting good reports, but one of you, looking right punk who wasn't paying attention, is an asshole. (laughs) And then he just kept going, and then every time someone else would say something, he'd come back and say, yeah, most of you are really good, but some of you stare directly at punk, it's an asshole." (laughs) And he's he's like, you're never going to make it to TV, and he's like, I'm the champion on TV! (laughs) The thing is, he's he's the epitome of turning chicken shit into chicken salad.
1: At the time when he was sort of at his sort of height the there wasn't really much room to work with in T- uh,
0: WWE. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he put he pulled a apparently Cena loved working him. Like apparently because um, no one before Punk really subverted Cena's spot. And that's why it was so good because Punk was subverting Cena's spots. He was the best thing about Raw up until the point where he left. Like he, he like, and and you think you think he's like an average work worker, but like I I think he'd always have a best match on a pay per view.
1: It's just again, and this is obviously born of watching this for so long. You could just see formula, the WWE formula... That's
0: not Punk's fault.
1: (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, he was very, very rarely allowed off the leash.
0: But when he went off the leash, it was amazing. (laughs) It's like now, where AJ's never allowed off the leash, but when AJ's off the leash, he's amazing. I don't think he should factor the leash into how good someone is.
1: I just... I still don't get... And it really fucking pisses me off when I hear seeing punk chants. No, okay, about... but that's not his
0: fucking fault. He asked people not to do that. Feverish need to
1: have him back.
0: I don't have a favorite... Fever... I, I don't want to see him back if he doesn't want to be back. I want to make that a put Like, I remember, I was in... also in the StarCast interview, he was like, um, people are going to take this out of context, but, like, if wrestling companies want to talk to me, I'll talk to anyone. Just... <laughs> I, you
1: know it is, I would absolutely fucking love it if you went to AEW. Just... And then they said, "Just go and do your thing."
0: No, that's the thing. If I want to, the, I, I want, I would love to see a motivated CM Punk back, but I don't want to see. I don't want to see him back if he doesn't want to be there.
1: That that was the big big problem for me towards the end, as well. You could tell.
0: No, like Poe, he, he he was still the best thing on there, but he like he very obviously was playing more loosey goosey because he didn't care. Which, to be fair, when you hear what WWE were fucking doing to him. Oh yeah. Like he had a that, that interview. Um, with Cabana, perfect. You know, it's amazing, actually, you know how, like, one of the biggest thing was, I just want time, I just want a few months off, please, and they'd give him, like, a month off, but that was it. Like, he took time off after Mania. Yeah. But then... It was
1: the whole thing with the fucking infection, and... No, because, the... he,
0: he, basically, he wanted between Mania and SummerSlam off. And they had enough people to fill in the gap mm-hmm. Punk would leave, and then when Punk was back, it would probably, he'd be the hottest thing on TV, and it'd be amazing. But they only gave him off till payback, which is so basically Punk missed one pay-per-view and then was back. And like, but even in that final year, gaff, he was still despite factor's view of like Daniel Bryan, he was still consistently the best match on the card. Cause if we go through that year, um we have his two matches of the rock, which were both I think Rock's best matches in his part time run.
1: When was this?
0: Um, 2000. 2000 the year 29 would be 2014. Right. 2013, 2014. So yeah, it's two the two rock matches. The Undertaker match, which is Undertaker's last great match.
1: Again, I just I think I was just dipping in and
0: out again at this point. Um, his match with Jericho that year was actually really good.
1: I love that feud. That that was
0: oh, that, that was in twenty twelve. But that was great. I love Punk. Punk is not scared to get to do go personal for wrestling feuds because he was, gets it. I
1: was gonna say because that feud did keep us coming back.
0: No, and have you heard the? Um, there's a mad story actually where, um, and it almost got approved where Jericho was gonna tattoo something onto Punk, like <laughs> legitimately tattoo something onto Punk, and Punk was like. Yes, because like I have Punk so many tattoos anyway.
1: Punk seems like the perfect foil for Jericho. No, exactly. thing is, but... Jericho's got so many good ideas, and Punk seems like he's up for it.
0: No, but Punk also has so many good ideas. Mm-hmm. Like Punk has does have an amazing wrestling match. Like he'll 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 only dress down people like John Laurinaitis or someone like that. Some or someone like Triple H, someone who's not going to be hurt by being completely dressed down. Whereas when he goes up against someone like a Ziggler or someone like that, he elevates them. He like he'll basically he'll bury Cena because he knows it's not going to hurt Cena, but he'll elevate like as if he's feuding with like Ziggler or Dan Bryan. He he would try his best to elevate them. Like he wasn't just out to get himself over; he wanted everyone to be over.
1: Believe it or not, he had a few decent matches in TNA. <laughs>
0: I've I've never the only one I've watched is like some random Raven Raven's Rules match he's had. I've not seen anything else from TNA from him. Oh. Have you Have you heard why um he got released? Really, interesting. You want to know why he got released from TNA? Because he's the only one who refused to have um indie bookings cancelled because of TNA. He was like, Look, I've given these people my word. I'm not going back on my word. So they released him. And this is like in 2003, 2004, when TNA had no fucking leg to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, And then, like, Smarky again, but it's matches with Joe. In, or in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. 60 minute draws were amazing. We're I've off. seen a couple of them,
1: like, off, again, when it was like, when I was banging the sort of the TNA stuff, and I was like, Oh, was in Ring of Runner I was like, "Oh, Punk's in there." I searched some of them, and he had some decent matches with uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Or, like, also,
0: or I think he had a good one. I f- I think I remember this would be years ago. I watched this one of Austin Aries, so it was really good. Yeah, and so like Punk is another person who takes like a million things from a million places, and he he's the proper student of the game, and like he well, he's a fan. Yeah,
1: again, he started off as a fan, didn't he?
0: And it's weird, while he would complain, he wouldn't sabotage Angles or, like, walk out because of how badly he was being treated. He no, I mean, how badly he was being booked. He walked out because of how badly he was being treated. Like, and he was
1: fucking ill.
0: No, but I think he was... When he left, because he literally... Just left because he wanted, he needed time off for his injuries. we weren't giving him it, so he took the time. And like and the Friday, Wednesday, Wednesday. on his Wednesday. wedding day, and like I'm in that Starcast interview when he found out WWE, like because of course now you can just ask for time off. So like Balor just took time off, mm-hmm. Rollins and lunch took two weeks off to go get um, engaged. <laughs> exactly. So you can request time off now. And but it, and I need to send you the clip just with this for this. For his face when he finds out he can take um, holidays, he was just—he like, was like that's all I wanted. It's
1: like as well at the time they had a roster full of people. Like I
0: think Cena was on top. Ziggler was well was world champion feuding with Del Rio. Like we had feud set up. Like really, we only needed him back to feud with Lesnar, and we could have done that. Like he could have. Came back three weeks before SummerSlam. Got attacked by Lesnar. And that was great. But by the way, I think that's the best match of Lesnar's um, return. Is his match with Punk.
1: Yeah, it was good.
0: It Because it, it wasn't just like a Lesnar formula match. Punk actually forced him into having a good match. Because I think it was sort of mutual respect because Lesnar... Um, and Heyman, and Heyman and Punk, I think Heyman was just sort of, like, to Brock. Look, dude, try with <laughs> Punk, because he's going to make... Because tr- even if you try a little bit with Punk, he'll happily carry you the whole way. Like, um, Punk loved work... He said in the interview he loved working with people like Les and like Cena, like JBL, who weren't worried about Best spot. So he could just... Because <laughs> apparently Cena loved working with him because Punk would call the matches, and Cena hated calling matches.
1: Well... <laughs> he did, did hit his fucking spots to the back, row.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You talk too much. Um, but no, I know you don't love him. I th- I think this might be another generational thing in that sense.
1: I don't. Again, it's not. I don't. I think it's just. Again, it was the time I was burnt out with it, and every time I turned on, went like the weekly stuff to watch it, it was just like, oh.
0: <laughs> to be fair, he, Punk got fucked with his year-long reign because he was in like no main events. <laughs>
1: And then, when it came out of the pay-per-views, he would be so low down on the card. It's
0: like, It was absolutely ridiculous how like, low like, down on the card he was. He, like, oh, well, he, it doesn't really matter. He only ever main evented against Cena and Rock. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's stupid, because he he's a draw. He was the biggest mutt. He's the first person um, in years to outsell Cena. Especially
1: after that pipe bombing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, again, I it's did, I did, it's one of those things I that I've... Things. Punk, Punk was... It's weird, like, because he also paved the way for, like, what I like to see in mainstream wrestling. Just a shame that... I
1: think if he was if he was there now, you'd <sighs> be getting a much bigger rub.
0: No, because if he was there now, we don't like people who complain. <laughs> yeah, but... No, if he was like, there now, like, he'd be revivaled. Like you reckon? I, because th- I th- now WWE, are as petty as ever. Like they, they're not releasing anyone, and anyone who's gonna leave after their contract, they're in a rush to bury. Yeah. It's what like the-, the way Punk talks. I, he's not averse to coming back to wrestling, but he wants it to be right. Like, I, don't- I don't think he wants the glory. He just wants to be in good stories. Thing is, he's also done so much since leaving WWE. Like he's in two films coming out. He's and all that. No, that's the thing. He writes for Mar- He writes for the Drax comics, mm. which is hilarious because Batista's Drax in the MCU. Um, he, he does. Have sort of like a shop? Oh, uh, um... he has a pro wrestling t-shirt. Did you not have like
1: a um like a punk store, like a like a the gym, like sort of record he didn't record
0: mention that works. in his interview, what he did mention though a lot was it's weirdly it's stupidly apparent how much he loves his wife, which is kind of adorable, mm-hmm. like he's married to a j Lee and No, because they fucking didn't treat her well after he left, um well- but Took it on her, didn't it? it's, like... it's a it's a bit unfair. like they had fucking Brie Bella, lesbian pollen her. Um absolutely ridiculous stuff. But yeah, like he was wearing like an AJ T shirt. <laughs> like it's weird, like even Punkwood's um was, I like press junkets. Like like red carpet press stuff, WWE would do. He'd wear like lesser known wrestlers' t shirts under his blazer to try and get more attention. Like he'd wear like Cesaro t shirts and like, stuff like that.
1: Shorty sort of underground punk bands.
0: Yeah, well he'd do that obviously. Like he, it's actually quite funny. He told the story about how, um, the Misfits t shirt he wore in a, um, no disqualification match with Jericho. He just stole from his friend. <laughs> but that was my. Th- What's your favorite punk match? Uh, I did lo- I
1: did like his match with Jericho, like the blow off.
0: Mm. Um, I think the problem with their Mania match is the fact they were given no time
1: yeah um, I think his Cena matches were good
0: all his Cena matches were good, all of them
1: the Money in the Bank one
0: Um, uh, the Money in um, the Bank one t- is like one of my favourite matches it's like top 10 matches of all time
1: Um, did you not have like some decent matches with like Jeff Hardy he had some
0: great matches the TLC match at SummerSlam with Jeff Hardy was great.
1: Because I remember being quite actual hardcore.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, they found ways around, like, instead of like unprotected hair shots, um, Hardy would just jump off shit.
1: Yeah. And he was obviously in the Money in the Bank. Mania 20.
0: His, his feud with Hardy was great, though, because it was like the straight edge society versus. Uh, uh, the, like, it's... which and it was the best use of Jeff Hardy's addiction for storyline until Joe came out and said, "Pretend this is an AA meeting and shut up while I'm talking to the group." Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad this wasn't the top fifteen because Joe would make it on there. But I just love um, I the list. It it is a good. I like to think quite diverse list. Mm-hmm. All these people have distinct styles. A little surprise at number ten was Sami Zayn. Have any of the the ladies on there? Here's the thing, Gav. It's very hard for any for any WWE lady to make it on there. Like maybe Charlotte, maybe. But the thing is, for every great, um, (laughs) every great thing Charlotte has done, there's also a bad thing.
1: I would say for every, like now. At this present time for every good woman wrestler there's five great male wrestlers
0: on wwe yes um i kind of like what impact they're doing because tessa blanchard is now a full-blown main eventer um and it's sad but
1: i think she will eventually have to leave there
0: she will she, she I, think I think she already, I think she
1: already has. AEW,
0: she goes. A-W, maybe NXT. Then again. She's been there. Yeah, well, she was there, but like, lots of people leave NXT and like Diana Perazzo left and came back.
1: She's um. She's best mate of Cordy. She's. Is she? Well, yeah. <laughs> really good friends with them. Um, she talked about one on the joke was.
0: Podcast? But just imagine Tessa versus Basil. She's
1: really good friends with like a lot of people on AEW.
0: So. I like how the end of this is segwayed on to Tessa. <laughs> we can't go a podcast. Um, that has been. <laughs> I it's weird. It's still instinctive in me when hosting to say so that was the Young Lion podcast. The fact that thing's been dead for almost a year now. Fucking uh, that's been the Podmania podcast. Um, if you. 10. My top ten. Next week we will be on to that TNA list we promised. Um, The only issue is we we didn't fucking prepare for it at all.
1: Well, you know, time got the best of us.
0: (laughs) As it will, the end is the grave. But we'll we'll have that next um, in two weeks. Next week, gaff. Stepping out of our comfort zone, indeed, to North Korea. (laughs) Fucking can... <laughs> the thing is, it's a two night event. Is collision... We're doing collision in career and we're doing a version that's on YouTube because it's not on anything else. And I'm curious what matches are on this one because I know it's a two night event, and I doubt. <laughs> so I'm good.
1: Because it was presented by WCW, so probably just pulled the best.
0: Yeah, I'm also, also in supplemental material. I'm going to listen to Eric Bischoff's podcast on it. Let's see, okay, do you want to hear the list of matches we'll be covering? Very quickly, we have Tico Scorpio vs. Wild Pegasus, A.K. Chris Benoit Ishizawa versus Yuji Nagata um, A Korean cultural exhibition, which I'm going to assume is tanks <laughs> Like, what else is it going to be? Like there's basically two things Korea is known for, it's tanks and famine. Um Masahiro Cherno and Hirosato versus El Samurai and Yoshida. That's not these this sounds like a standard Um at, apparently at thirty minutes 40 I'm just looking at the timestamp someone's put. At thirteen minutes forty seven Ric Flair mm-hmm. looks uncomfortable. Ooh, gaff, gaff, gaff. There's a f- Joshi match on it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bonacano. Nakano and and Akira Hakata versus Manami Tono, Toyota and uh, sh- I can't say these fucking names. Ooh not... it
1: should be well versed if I know. I
0: fucking know. Um Scott Norton versus Shinya Hashimoto, that sounds tasty. Um Road Warrior Hawk is a singles match on here against Yeshida another Yasuda, Yesu, Tado Yasuda Um the Steiners versus Hiroshi Hayes and Kensuke Sasuke. Um that's good. And Ric Flair versus Antonio Inoki. See, these sound good on paper, but I have a feeling but this is going to be shit.
1: I've got a feeling it's going to be, like, slow.
0: I have a feeling it's going to be uncomfortable. (laughs) Because you know that everyone in that theatre has been forced to be there.
1: And they they seem like all the hard hitters.
0: Yeah, it's it's for it's for Crown Jewel. Of the day, isn't it? And we'll get into that next week. It's go- I'm going to I- ask... <laughs> it's not going to be fun next week, is it? Um. <laughs> we have to sort of dance around the atrocities of North Korea. Oh. In the meantime, Garth, where can we find you? You
1: can find me at
0: Gothamania. <laughs> You're ready for your bed, aren't you? Um. You can find me at CandyChris97. You can find Podmania at basically anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, Not on the radio, though. We should get a radio. No, we can't, because one of us will say cunt and we'll be thrown off. Um, You can find us bashing snowflakes on Twitter, at Podmania. Um, Fucking, I know, right? Fucking It's weird, the people who most complain about snowflakes are always the biggest snowflakes. Um, You can go over to the website, I guess. I'm just trying to remember what Rob says at the end of this.
1: Yeah, don't forget to check out the website, (laughs) podmania.com.
0: For fuck's sake, guy! What the fuck was that?
1: Um, where we are doing our universe mode on WWE 2K19. We
0: are, and we're all like a month ahead. So this might actually be a thing that continues. Um, yeah,
1: and the stories are actually really good. We did the draft.
0: Um, I somehow ended up with the oldest roster on NXT. <laughs> You've got the legends. Because you, you fucking like, claimed of like, the good um, guys, because I ends up get fucking picking last. So, anyway, um, that's been it. Bye, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website Podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans.